0: Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Today we're talking about exercise and some of the mistakes that you make. Are you over-training, you're under and most importantly, well, they're all important, I guess, are you eating the right foods? So if you're doing a regular workout and you're not doing intensive muscle work, like, like bodybuilding, you wanna try to do it on an empty stomach. And if you can, you're gonna get a much better result. Because the body, instead of burning your meal, is going to go to fat and start burning fat. And then also you want to not eat any carbohydrates or eat nothing up to two two hours or more after your workout. So you're going to get a much better result by allowing the body to use fat as its primary fuel instead of the meal you just ate or some sugar. So if you missed all that, it's going to be on the website, drjoe.com. You can listen to that whole first half of the show again. We have over a thousand hours of other podcasts there, audio and video. And just type in the search bar what you're looking for, and I think you'll be amazed at how much information is on that website. A lot of people hang out there and learn a lot, and a lot of doctors and uh, uh, nurses and other healthcare professionals go there too, because it's a lot of good information. Because our goal, my team of doctors and I have one goal to naturally get you well and keep you well. So that's how that's our approach. If that's what your goal is too, I'm glad you're with us. So now we talked about if you're just going for a workout, if you're going for a run, if you're gonna hit the elliptical. Two hours, if you fast, if you do it right before breakfast, great. That's the best time. And then about two hours afterwards. If you feel, if you can't exercise on an empty stomach, you start getting weak. Sometimes I feel that way. Then I want you to have a high, easy to digest protein. Like chickpeas, Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source, pea protein, chia protein. You can have that before. And if you're starving afterwards, same thing. But I'd rather you try to avoid the food if you can. Now, after resistance or strength training workout, it's a little different approach. The meal after resistance workout needs to be absorbed rapidly to help repair your damaged muscles. So as a general rule, you have a one-hour window of opportunity to shuttle the required nutrients into those muscles after you did a lot of strength training. So ideally, you'll wanna eat your post-workout meal about 15 or 30 minutes after your intensive weight training workout. If you miss this window of opportunity, your intense workout that you just did, your muscles' ability to repair themselves and grow bigger and stronger significantly diminishes. Your digestive tract is very vascular. It means it has a lot of blood vessels in it. And it uses a significant amount of blood to do this job. But after a strenuous workout, most of the blood is in your muscles. So as a result, your digestive system doesn't have the adequate amount of blood to digest a whole lot of food. That's why things like super greens and essential source are excellent after your workout because they're so easy to digest and they're rapidly absorbed. So here's another one of the many, many benefits of things like Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. They're two powders, they taste great. I mix them together because I like the flavor mixed together. The Super Greens can be a little heavy. Now we have a mint flavored Super Greens as well. I like the plain one we call rice protein Super Greens. I take a scoop of each, mix it together with coconut milk, almond milk, water. It's absorbed so much easier. So that's something you can do. Next mistake is concentrating on a single body part when working out and working in a limited range. It's wise to think of your body as a composition of symmetry and focusing on certain movements of the muscle groups while excluding others can cause imbalances. This, if you do this, can lead to reduced balance and uh, reduced balance and weakness in certain areas, such as your back. And as a chiropractor, of course, I'm worried about you. I'm worried about all your muscles, but including your back. For example, if you could say your body is only as strong as its weakest link, high intensity exercise can make a dramatic difference here Because these exercises automatically create muscle definition all over your body while simultaneously improving your aerobic fitness. So if I see somebody who's just going to work out their arms, and I've seen this before, you've seen it too. If you go to the gym, you see somebody, they got a huge upper body, these little tiny legs, or they got these big legs in this upper body. You got to balance, folks. We have 206 bones in the body attached to all these muscles. If they come out of place, it can cause a problem. And that's a chiropractor. That's a big concern of mine. So what you want to do is you want to activate your fast twitch fibers, and that'll promote your body to create human growth hormone. We talked about that earlier. It's also known as what we call the fitness hormone. And it plays an important role in slowing down the aging process. Now, if you do this when performing strength training using weights, it's important to employ full range of motion. Use a weight that allows you to perform an exercise through the full range of motion. So if you're just limited in your motion, you want to go as far back and as far forward as you can and make sure you're working out front and back. I've seen this happen where we build up these big pec muscles and you're not working out the back muscles. you got to work out those back muscles to make sure you have good structure because the spine controls everything. And if you don't have good strong back muscles, you got problems. As a chiropractor, we know that. Another common mistake many people make uh, is training too long and too frequently. Exercising too much, either by working out too long or too frequently, can backfire in a number of ways. Many fail to appreciate the importance of recovery between sessions. And research has shown that the endurance training can do more harm than good in the long run. We talked about this earlier as a chiropractor. I don't want you building up strong muscles around crooked bones, I want you building up strong muscles around straight bones. And if you keep working out, you never give the body a chance to heal, you have even more problems. Now it's noted in in a featured article, it's called a common physiological response to training, uh, is the release of certain hormones into the blood system, such as testosterone, dopamine, Going past 45 or 55 minutes per workout can put your body into negative hormonal state. And dopamine is that pleasure neurotransmitter. It's the thing we work out. We want to get there. We want to feel that, that pleasure. Going beyond that, you may have a short-term release but long-term damage. Adrenal fatigue and reduced performance can result when you exercise excessively. Now, your adrenal glands, if you're new to the show, they're two glands. They sit on top of your kidneys, and they produce something called adrenaline, which gives you energies. They also energy. They also produce prostaglandins. Prostaglandins control inflammation. So if you're working out and constantly pumping out these prostaglandins, eventually the adrenal glands can actually burn out. That's a phrase we use. They never really totally burn out, but they get weaker. And then the adrenal glands produce something called pregnenolone. Pregnenolone becomes DHEA, and DHEA becomes testosterone, estrogen, your sex hormones. If you're constantly stressing your body, chemically, physically, emotionally, your body's gonna produce, instead of sex hormones, gonna produce cortisol. Now, cortisol is your stress hormone, and that can cause you to put down, lay down fat. So this may be one of the reasons why people working out harder and harder and not burning weight, not burning fat, because they're producing cortisol. So you need to heal those adrenal glands. Taking it, giving it a break is important. It takes about 48 hours uh, for the fibers to heal and uh and then fully recover. You could also take things like Dr. Joe's adrenal support. I take Dr. Joe's adrenal support every day. As you get older, the adrenal glands get weaker. As you stress, chemical, mental, or physical stress. If you have pain, if you're drinking stimulants, coffee, tea, if you're smoking, if you're vaping, you're putting stress on the adrenal glands. And that'll make you tired all the time. That'll get pegs under your eyes, speed up the aging process, so you're not getting all the benefits. So this is twice the recovery time needed for long and slow exercises. Now, an equation to keep in mind is that as the intensity increases, Frequency can be diminished. In fact, you need to allow allow your body to fully recuperate in between sessions. So it's not recommended you do high-intensity exercises more than three times a week. That's the cool part about high-intensity interval training. You can do it three times a week, and that's your workout. And then, of course, stay active between workouts and then eat the right food. Remember, while your body needs regular amounts of stress, uh, like exercise, to stay healthy, if you give it too much or more than it can handle, your health is actually going to deteriorate. So it's critical to listen to your body and integrate the feedback into your exercise uh, and your intensity and frequency. Seven symptoms that may signal that you need to cut back and, and work out a little bit less in your body are these. Number one, exercise leaves you exhausted instead of energized. How many people just wiped out after they work out? Friend of mine, he does mountain biking. And unfortunately, he does it on weekends. He works out a little bit during the week, but he'll go into these high intensity workouts, mountain biking, and he'll come home on a Saturday, fall asleep on the couch, wake up, have a little dinner, fall asleep again, and the next day he's wiped out. So you should be energized, not exhausted. If you get sick easily, if it takes you forever to get over a cold, that could be a sign you're working out too much. Could be other signs too. If you're depressed, I'm working out to feel better, but I feel worse. If you're unable to sleep or you can't sleep or you can't get enough sleep, working out too hard. You have heavy legs, your body feels weak. Now, after workout, that's okay, but not all the time. You have a short fuse, you get emotional. You're regularly uh, uh, sore on the days uh on days at a time after your workout. A little bit of soreness is okay. It should be better after two or three days. So that's okay. Another mistake: inadequate sleep. While I do recommend exercising first thing in the morning. I don't want you to sacrifice your sleep to do so. A high-intensity interval training session only takes about 20 minutes or less, two or three times a week, as opposed to an hour or more on a treadmill several times a week. That's why the high-intensity interval training is the new preferred way of working out. Most people can carve out 20 minutes without losing sleep over it. Getting enough sleep is important, it's an important aspect of health, and lack of sleep can hamper weight loss effects and contribute to a a wide range of other health problems. We've done shows on sleep. If you go to my website, drjoe.com, just type in sleep in the search bar, we should have some shows on there for you as well. Disrupted sleep cycles have the potential to stimulate cancer growth by altering hormone levels, such as melatonin, Uh, for instance, showing just how important it is to regulate your circadian rhythm is it can actually stimulate cancer cell growth. It's commonly suggested it's best to avoid exercise late in the evening as it increases your adrenaline levels, your heart rate, your body temperature, and it may keep you from falling asleep. Without a doubt, there's a lot, there's many that are sensitive to late-night late, late exercises uh, that are a vi- vigorous session that can keep you awake. For others, it can have an opposite effect. So you have to kind of experiment and find out what works best for you. I used to play hockey, and sometimes we'd have games starting at 9, 10 o'clock at night. And I'd come home, and I'd be sweating, and I'd be wide awake, and I just couldn't get to sleep. So that wasn't good for me. It was too intense having a game of hockey that late at night, and I'd come home. I'd literally stand in the shower with cold water pouring over me to try to lower my body temperature. I'd just let it run over my head, over my whole body. And then I'd lay in bed going, I'm wide awake. I can't get to sleep. So that wasn't the best for me. Now, my team played at that time, so I couldn't change that. But I realized, and I was younger too. Um, that wasn't a good idea. So experiment with yourself. Some people like working out. I'm okay going for a nice long walk after after dinner. I'd go for a nice long walk, maybe a half hour, 45-minute walk. That's great. Get my 10,000 steps in. Um, then I can fall asleep. But if I do anything too intense, not a good idea. Now, the key here when you're working out is breathe through your nose, not through your mouth. Nitric oxide, you've heard me talk about one of my favorite uh, chemicals in the body, is found in your nose. And when you breathe through your nose, you carry a small portion of the nitric oxide into your lungs. And nitric oxide plays a really important role in what we call homeostasis, which is normal balance of your health. It maintains the balance within your body. It's also significant as a bronchodilator and a vasodilator. What that means is it opens up your blood vessels. It opens up your lungs so you can breathe better. Dr. Joe's Nitric Oxide Support is a supplement that we have on the website, drjoe.com, very popular with athletes. And many times, like I said, they'll take it before the workout and get a. they say, I love the workout, I feel better. One of the reasons is better circulation and they're breathing better. So the elasticity of your lungs also depends on nasal resistance, we call that, which you only get from nasal breathing due to the small diameter of your your nasal passages. Poor breathing is even associated with poor posture because you're gasping for air. So breathing through your nose helps maintain your health in a number of important ways. And the Dr. Joe's nitric oxide support is something that really works well for that as part of a workout. People say, Dr. Joe, what can I take for blank? And I get that question multiple times, seven days a week. There really isn't a supplement that's going to solve all your problems. But when it comes to working out, nitric oxide support can be helpful. Now, last mistake we're going to talk about is using incorrect form. Proper form is essential for most exercises. Done incorrectly, virtually any exercise can lead to injury. As a chiropractor, my team of doctors and I see these injuries all day, every day. People come to us with shoulder pain and neck pain and back pain and they lifted it wrong. It may be working out, may just be something like lifting a box in your attic. That's why it's so important to keep the body aligned properly because if a bone is out of place, it's gonna cause more damage, not less. So at best, if you're not using proper form, you end up with inferior results. So make sure you get some guidance on how to perform each exercise correctly. It's all about form. It's not about weight. Maybe you're in high school. You want to show off for the girls. You want to do those heavy weights. That's really impressive. Well, not really. I never knew a girl that was impressed by that. But form is so important. So lighter weights and heavier, more reps is going to be better for you. And go slow. The slower you go, you're going to to activate more muscle fibers. Exercise is important for good health and that researchers have recently declared it's the best preventive drug known to man. Now, I'm gonna disagree with that statement with these researchers. I believe a good diet is the best preventive drug known to man along with the exercise. So you can do both. And once again, you don't have to hit the gym. If you And when I when I talked about high intensity interval training, you don't have to do 20 seconds as hard as you can. Maybe you can do five seconds, that's okay. Maybe you can do 10 seconds, that's okay. You'll build up, I promise, it happens quickly. You build up pretty quickly with the high intensity interval training. Now, if you have pain, again, as a board certified in pain management, we see a lot of chronic pain patients. We get them from doctors, hospitals. Uh, patients refer their friends to chronic pain patients. We don't know what else to do. I've had one surgery, two surgeries, five surgeries. Doctors don't wanna to touch me anymore. I hear that all the time. What do you do? Just keep the body in motion. Even people in a wheelchair. If you're in a wheelchair, what muscles can you move? If you can move your arms, get get some cans of soup and just do workouts that way. Stretch the body back because when you sit in a wheelchair, you're more likely to hunch over. Massage might be helpful to keep the muscles working. Yoga is excellent for working out. So you don't have to do the same workout over and over again. Find out what you like. I love hiking. I love uh, walking. I love kayaking. Bicycling, not so much. I have an injury in my low back. I have a, a fracture in my low back. And when I bicycle for too long, it hurts my low back. So may not be my best exercise. I hate running. When I run, I get a headache. And so running isn't the best exercise for me. So try to find out what's gonna work best for you. Exercise in fact affects your entire body head to toe in a lot of beneficial ways. Now that includes changes in your muscles, your lungs, your heart, your joints, your bone, your brain. I've often equated exercise to a drug from the perspective that they both need to be wisely prescribed in order to optimize your health and simply doing random exercises in the wrong way or the wrong intensity or frequency can cause a lot of problems. You don't wanna work out just for the sake of working out. Now, you will not achieve the benefits you seek if you're doing that. So in order to reap the full benefits of an exercise, make sure you're not using these six common habits that we talked about that can actually make the problem worse. So we talked about working out for long periods of time at a moderate pace is great. Conventional aerobic exercise performed for long periods of time at a steady moderate pace is long considered the gold standard of workout. But researchers refuted a lot of that, and such notions in recent years have been thrown aside. Instead, the high-intensity interval training, which requires but just a small fraction of the time compared to a one-hour aerobic workout, has been shown to be more effective and more efficient. That's compared to the longer, slower cardiac workouts. Exercises such as long-distance running have been shown to be among some of the worst forms of exercise, that's in terms of health benefits. There are many other versions of high-intensity interval training, but the core premise involves maximum exertion followed by a quick period of rest for a set interval. So again, whatever you're doing. If you're at the gym and you're working out, I said go slow, but if you're doing high-intensity interval training, light weights and do it quickly. You want to get that, that heart rate up. When you use high-intensity interval training, the elliptical machine is a very useful exercise tool, although you can also do high-intensity interval training on a recumbent bike if you want to, even without any equipment. You can just go for a walk, and every and every thirty seconds, run as fast as you can. If you're using exercises, push up, burpees, jumping, uh, squats, uh, for example, all these things that you can do just to get that blood pressure that blood pressure up and your heart rate up. So it doesn't have to be anything specific. Whatever you like to do. And many times, if I'm just going for a walk or a hike, when I come to the hill, I'll go a little faster. Again, I can't run because it gives me a headache, but I can walk faster. And so you got to decide what's going to be best for you. You could be walking and then hit, hit the ground and do push-ups if you want to. Now, what? ideally, you want to perform high-intensity interval trainings two or three times a week. We talked about that for about for a total of four minutes of intense exertion. That's all it is. 30 seconds, eight times, It's four minutes. That's all it is. You do not need to do it more often than that. That's the cool part about this. It's easier. However, in fact, doing it more frequently than two or three times a week can be counterproductive. That's why I don't want you to do it too much. Your body needs to recover between these sessions. If you want to do more, focus on making sure you're really pushing yourself as hard as you can, during those sessions two or three times a week, rather than increasing the frequency. Another thing that can adversely affect your workout is lollygagging or laying around. It's important that you have a plan when you work out, which should include the exercise you're going to do, how long you do it for, and find that you end up spending two or three hours in the gym when you really only need to spend 15 or 20 minutes is not a good idea. So lollygagging is a real good deal uh, if you want to use up a lot of time, but it's not a, not a good idea if you want to get healthy. Again, having a plan in place to help you uh, avoid unproductive wandering. Uh, this means no wandering around, no texting in between reps. Come up with a set of workout that you're going to do. Uh, limiting your water breaks uh, to specific points in your workout is going to be great. Because again, some people just like going to the gym. Now, if you like going to the gym and hanging out and, and that's your social meeting point, that's awesome. Do you work out, then hang out. Because otherwise, you're not going to get all the results because you're letting your body too much time to rest. You ignore strength training sometimes uh, when devising your exercise plan, but gaining more muscle without resistant exercise has a lot of benefits without losing excess fat. Uh, you, so that's why you want to add it all in. So strength training is something you could also add in as well. Strength training is going to maintain healthy bone mass. It's going to prevent age-related muscle loss. And it's, this is a big issue as you get older. Those of us who are older realize you don't work out and get the muscles like you used to. Remember you were young? You'd go out, work out, you'd have muscles. Can't do that anymore. My friend just called the party pump. Right before a party, they do a few push-ups and they do, do some weights and the muscles would pump up before they go out to the bars. Well, that's great. Doesn't happen like that anymore. So as you get older, you do lose muscle mass. And in fact, strength training has beneficial impact on at least 10 what we call biomarkers of aging. These are things we can measure for your aging process, which are things that you can tell how old you are Even if you don't know how old, we can measure you and say this is how old you're biologically, not chronologically. This includes the following. Strength and muscle mass, which results in greater balance as you get older. One of the biggest problems I have with seniors is they worry about falling. And I actually uh, teach a class. I've taught a class in the past, and I teach my seniors how to do that. If you have balance issues, it's either your inner ear or or your cerebellum. These are the two most common things. So in our offices, we can test you. We have you stand up, we put our arms around you, close your eyes, and then if you start to fall to one side, that's usually the side of the weak cerebellum. So we have specific chiropractic adjustments we can do to stimulate that part of the cerebellum. And we can do it almost instantly the balance starts to come back. Now sometimes it takes several visits, but as we get older, the fear of falling is a big issue. So working out it can help with balance, but again, if you have an injury, if your cerebellum isn't balanced and you're working out, you may make the problem worse. Body composition, we can use this to measure how we're getting older. Blood lipids, bone density, a cardiorespiratory fitness, blood pressure, blood glucose control, aerobic cap- cap- capabilities, a gene expression, and we can measure something called your telomere. Now, your telomere is a little tail that's on your genes, not your blue genes, but on your gene genes, and when you're young, the telomere is very long and active, and as you get older, the telomere starts to shrink and get less active. And so it's important that you have the right chemistry in your body, the right food, to reactivate these telomeres. One supplement we found is called resveratrol. Resveratrol has been shown to increase or slow down the telomere damage. So it can actually slow down the aging process. There's a place you can find resveratrol. It's called red wine. But here's the kicker. It has to be organic red wine in order to have resveratrol in it, because non-organic red wine doesn't have resveratrol because it's sprayed with chemicals and pesticides and fungicide so it doesn't produce the resveratrol. So organic red wine, very good source of resveratrol. Here's the catch. In order to have a medicinal benefit, you'd have to drink about a case of wine a day. Now, this is not permission. You cannot go say, well, Dr. Joe said, I can drink a case of wine a day because I'm going to get resveratrol. No, 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 no. It's not what I said. Resveratrol can help. So when people use that excuse, I'm going to drink red wine because it's good for my heart, eh, I'm not buying it. Things like Dr. Joe's Super Dr. Joe's essential source, especially um, the essential source, has resveratrol and a ton of other nutrients in it without the negative side effects. So when people say, well, red wine is good for you, eh, I'm not buying it. Alcohol is not good for you. So that's one way we can actually get the telomeres to extend. Exercise is a good idea. You want to round out your exercise program uh, with a, a set of strength training routine, and that's going to ensure that you're really optimizing the possible health benefits of a regular exercise program. You can also up the intensity by slowing it down. Like we said, you're going to get better benefits as you give the body a chance to heal. For most average exercisers and athletes, sports drinks are just a waste of money. I cannot stress this enough. They're loaded with refined sugars, artificial chemicals, uh, uh, flavors. And if you exercise for 30 minutes a day at a moderate, even to a high intensity, pure fresh water is the best thing you need to stay hydrated. It's only when you've been exercising for long periods of time, such as 60 minutes or longer, in the heat, extreme intensity levels where you're sweating profusely, then you might need something uh, more than water to replenish your body. Very seldom do you do. Water is a good idea. Coconut oil, uh, coconut water, I'm sorry, is one of the best and safest options to rehydrate after strenuous workout, after sweating a lot. And again, about a quart of water or two pounds of weight loss on the scale is what we consider excessive workout or strenuous workout. Coconut water is a powerhouse of electrolytes, vitamins, minerals, trace uh, nutrients, amino acids, enzymes, antioxidants, phytonutrients, and it's also low in sugar, and it has a nice, pleasant, sweet taste. It's not totally low in sugar, though. So remember, if you're doing it after a workout, that sugar may slow down your your production of human growth hormone as well. If you want to do something really simple, add maybe a quarter teaspoon of air-dried sea salt or Himalayan salt, Add that to your water, that's going to be a much better choice. I had a patient uh, not long ago, she started doing this and she got too many electrolytes. And that threw her body off as well. So be careful with these sports drinks, they may not be the best thing for you. And by the way, nothing in nature are those colors either. Something to consider. So, folks, we're out of time. If you liked what you heard, this show is going to be on the website along with over a thousand other shows. It's on the website, drjoe.com. The supplements we talked about, super greens, essential source, nitric oxide, Uh, We have B vitamins, we have digestive enzymes, a lot of supplements I didn't even cover today. They're on the website, drjoe.com as well. Here's the thing. If you have a health issue, neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, digestive issues, if you've ever been in a car accident, ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged 100% of the time. You are not stronger than your car. You need to come see us right away. Stop suffering needlessly. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, go to the website right now, drjoe.com. In Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. We can also do telemedicine if you're not in the Atlanta area. But we want to help get you well and keep you well. I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. The website, again, drjoe.com. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on the WSB Radio app.